Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Oh, it's so good to have football back here in uh, sports, I guess. I was going to say here in New England, but the Patriots haven't played yet and won't play until Saturday, Sunday. Wow. I got my days mixed up. Alabama's playing Saturday. Patriots are playing Sunday. But we had our first real football game last night between the Bills visiting the Rams in L.A. as the Rams drop their new banner to start the season. And what a crazy game it was. Definitely a game that I did not expect to so heavily favor the Buffalo Bills. But I will dive a little bit into the Bills and Rams just to kind of kick off the season here. But thank you guys so much for joining me for episode number 158 of Murph's Boston Sports Talk. I am your host, James Murphy, a.k.a. Murph, and it is an absolute pleasure to have you today. We're talking football. Football. And, wait, a little bit more football as well. Oh, it's super, super exciting. It is that time of year where we get to lay down the predictions for the season. I'm going to be covering the division winners in both the NFC and the AFC wild card winners both AFC and NFC the offensive rookie of the year the offensive player of the year the defensive rookie of the year the defensive player of the year the MVP the most surprising player most disappointing player best fantasy player and the biggest fantasy bust and then obviously the Super Bowl matchup at the end we did this all last year Uh, a lot of picks were correct some picks were wrong and when we sit here today to go over our predictions across the board, we will revisit this in February once the Super Bowl is over, and we'll kind of see where we're at. So let's just quickly, quickly discuss the Rams and the Bills game. Very entertaining first first half. Obviously, there's going to be some jitters. There's going to be some wrinkles that need to get flattened out in the first quarter, the first couple series for both the offense and the defense as well. It was 10 to 10 entering half, but it was a good game. We were able to see who a lot of people are picking to come out of the AFC in the Bills to go up against the defending Super Bowl champions. Again, the Rams are being picked by a bunch of people to come out of the NFC. So is this a potential Super Bowl preview? It kind of looked like that. And again, first game of the season, a lot of things need to be kind of wrinkled out. But that's what you expect out of the first game of the season for not just your team, but just for the NFL itself. Biggest stage, bright lights, tons of fans uh, screaming, yelling, chanting, swearing even. So it was first half is kind of what I expected it to be. But then the Buffalo Bills just decided to lay the hammer 
on the Los Angeles Rams by scoring 21 unanswered points in the second half to close out the game 31 to 10. We were really able to see Josh Allen flex his MVP uh, type muscles. Obviously, he's not an MVP. A lot of people are picking him to win the MVP this year, and he's certainly looking like that last night against the Rams, really running all over the place, being able to throw the ball into tight windows, really finding his receivers for first downs, for touchdowns, whatever it may be. And I think the Rams are going to be a problem. Uh, I'm sorry, I think the Bills are going to be a problem this year. I really do. And I'm last night's game, whether it was the Bills blowing out the Rams, the Rams blowing out the Bills, or a good game one way or the other, is not going to determine my predictions. I've already had my predictions kind of set in stone in a lot of areas. But the Bills look really good. They look really, really good. And I'm not surprised. I mean, Josh Allen continues to improve. Stephon Diggs seems to continually improve. They brought in Vaughn Miller, who played a huge factor in this game defensively for the Bills and was a huge problem offensively for the Rams. We were able to see what the Rams' defense looked like last year with Aaron Donald and Vaughn Miller. But Vaughn Miller is a huge difference maker, at least in week one, game one for the Bills, and I guess in, in some aspect for the Rams as well. But holy smokes, that Bills team looks good. The secondary looks pretty solid. And listen, the Rams got some good receivers. Yeah, they got Cooper Cup, Allen Robinson, Van Jefferson was out. But on the other side for the Bills, Tredavious White, a top five cornerback in this league, wasn't playing. They were still able to hold the Rams to 10 points. So the secondary for the Bills is very good. The front four is good. The front seven is good. That Bills team is going to be a problem all over the place. Now, you can still point to the run game as kind of a, you know a big issue and a question mark. But that's why you have Josh Allen to kind of make up the difference for it. I'm very excited to see where both the Rams and the Bills go for this year. I'm also very excited to see where the season as a whole goes this year. But I, it was it was a fun game. Obviously, you know, it, it tailed away a little bit in terms of a blowout in the second half. But all in all, it was a good product, I think, for the first week up until about the fourth quarter, per se. But, I mean, the Patriots have been blown up before on Banner Night. If I remember correctly, I don't remember. I believe so. I believe it was after they won Super Bowl 51. They lost. I don't know if they got blown up, but they lost. So it happens. Does this make the Rams not a Super Bowl contender anymore? Of course not. Does this make the Buffalo Bills a Super Bowl, the Super Bowl favorite? A lot of people's eyes, maybe. Maybe. But, hey, it's week one. It's game one. Patriots are going to go through the same thing. They're going to have some tough moments. They might have some moments where they look good. If we have time at the end of this episode, which we probably will if I formatted it and timed everything correctly, we'll have time to talk about the Patriots, the Dolphins, week one, what I'm looking for for the Patriots and to see how they can get their season off and running with a 1-0 and start. But before we do that, it is time for the 2022 NFL predictions by Murph. <laughs> uh, let's start with the NFC. The NFC East. You have your Eagles, your Commanders, your Giants, and your Cowboys. Honestly, this one could be very well all over the place. Uh, I know a lot of people are picking the Eagles. Some people are picking the Cowboys. Me? I'm going to be picking the Cowboys. I am. I still think they're a good team. Michael Gallup should be 
coming back sooner than later. No Amari Cooper, that's okay. They got two really good running backs. That defense looks solid. O-line, shaky. But I still think that the team will be able to perform well enough to win the NFC East because it's not a very tough division. It really isn't. The Eagles, yeah, like I said, the Eagles do look good, and I could easily slide them in here. I just like the whole Cowboy team a little bit more than I do like the Eagles team. The NFC North, the Packers do not have Devontae Adams. They really don't have many receivers, to be honest. Does this allow a team like the Vikings to step in? Do the Lions take a huge step? Do the Bears take a huge step? I'm going to say no to all three of that, and I'm still going to pick the Packers to win the NFC North. The only team I can see winning is the Vikings. Do the Vikings have enough to, uh, you know, kind of stay with Aaron Rodgers? Because I, I still think he's going to get his 35 touchdowns, 4,000-plus yards, and he's not going to throw a lot of interceptions. It'll be very interesting to see what the Green Bay Packers offense looks like this year. But again, they're in a very poor division themselves. The Vikings could play good, but the Vikings could also easily play very bad as well. So I think the the Packers will take the NFC North. The NFC South, you have the Buccaneers, the Saints, the Panthers, and the Falcons. I was, I was trying to think, who's the fourth one? And the Falcons. Oh, Falcons, probably not. Panthers maybe could contend. And the Saints with famous Jameis coming back could also contend. But, I mean, I think I would be remiss if I didn't pick the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Tom Brady out of retirement. If Brady was retired, we're having a completely different story. I could see a team like the Saints maybe eking in at like a 10-7. and 7. But with Brady there in Tampa Bay, I don't see the Buccaneers losing enough games to lose the division. Yeah, Chris Godwin coming off a torn ACL, was he going to look like? I still think he will be a huge weapon and factor because he's expected to come back sooner rather than later. He may be ready to go for week one. I doubt it. But they have they have, uh, Godwin, Evans, Julio Jones, Russell Gage, Leonard Fournette out of the backfield, Keyshawn Vaughn as well. Yeah, there's no Gronkowski, but I still think Brady will be able to make it worth that offensive line is not that sturdy and strong and good as it was expected to be. Tom Brady's been able to work with worse offensive lines before, and I think he'll be able to make it work, calling the shots at the line of scrimmage, making the correct adjustments, keeping a tight end in as a sixth blocker, keeping a running back in as a sixth blocker as well. I really think we'll be able to help the Buccaneers thrive to win the NFC South. Not as easy as a division as some other divisions are, but still a division that they should easily be able to win. Plus, that defense is super good, and I didn't even talk about it. The NFC West, you have your Rams who lost last night. The Seahawks, the Cardinals. Well, I can't think of the... Oh, and the 49ers. A lot of teams... Uh, not to say a lot of teams. A lot of people are picking different teams. Some teams are. Some people are picking teams like the Cardinals or the 49ers or the Rams to come out of the NFC West. And... There's valid reasons for all three of them. I think we can all go off the assumption. I think it's a safe assumption to say that the Seahawks just don't have it, guys. I'm sorry. I just don't think the Seahawks have it in them to be able to win the NFC West. Last year with Russell uh, Wilson, all four NFC West teams had a viable shot at the division. All four teams had a viable shot at the wild card. 
You take Russell Wilson away from the Seahawks, and you're left with the Cardinals, 49ers, and the Rams, who are all viable options for the West, all viable options for a wild card. But if it comes down to it, I'm going to have to pick the Rams. I really do. I st- Shaky game one. Shaky game one, I'll admit it. But I still think Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup is one of the best, if not the best, one-two combos in the league right now. I still think that Rams defense has a lot of improving to do, and I think they will improve, hopefully fairly soon. I mean, they brought in Bobby Wagner, who's a walking 150 tackles a year kind of a guy. And listen, this this pick could backfire, easily could backfire. But the 49ers have question marks at quarterback. Will Trey Lance be able to do it? How much pressure does he have with Jimmy G behind him? Cardinals don't have DeAndre Hopkins for the first six weeks. They also lost Chandler Jones to the Raiders. So, I mean, there's questions, question marks wherever you look in the NFC West. But I am going to pick the Rams at the end of the day. I just think they have the most firepower to win that division. Now the wild card. Now I'm going to pick three NFC teams to win the wild card. In no way, shape, or form is this in order. No way am I trying to tell you that this team is going to be the fifth seed. This team is going to be the sixth and the seventh. Nope, just three wild card teams. I will go one at a time and the first one being the 49ers sorry i just wanted a little a few little dramatics a few few dramatics here 49ers i still think they have a super bowl contending roster i really do they have a really good defense that o-line is not that bad you have one of the best left tackles in the league in trent williams your running game has a lot to prove it looks like it's going to be on the right the right tracks Plus, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, if those guys can stay healthy, really good one-two punch at wide receiver and tight end. Arguably one of the best one-two punches for skill positions outside of quarterback in Debo Samuel and George Kittle that we have in the NFL. Plus, there's Brandon Ayuk as well as the second receiver in San Francisco. Trey Lance has a huge high ceiling, and a lot of people think he's going to live up to it. Some people think that he's not going to be able to. And if he's not, the 49ers have Jimmy Garoppolo right behind him to be able to slide in and take over. That will shatter Trey Lance's confidence moving forward. However, for this season, if the 49ers need to do it, I think they will. Hence why they restructured and brought him back. Jimmy Garoppolo has led the 49ers to the Super Bowl, led them to the NFC title game. So I I think all in all, this team could easily win the division. And, And I already mentioned why I picked the Rams over them. But since they easily could win the division, and in my prediction world, they fell short, I see them sliding in for a wild card position. Wild card two. Now, this is a tricky one. You know, the, the 49ers were kind of an easy shoe-in. But the second wild card spot is kind of what, re- the second or third, I should say, is kind of what really puzzles me. Now, there's a, bu- there's a bunch of mediocre teams in the NFC that I could pick. Um the Cardinals, I've already mentioned, you know, a couple of their flaws. The Eagles could even be a team. What are the Saints going to look like this year? Uh, Vikings even. So, I mean, there's just a bunch of question marks. But one that I do think will be able to make it as a wild card, if not the division themselves, is the Philadelphia Eagles. As much as that pains me to say that, I do believe the Eagles have a very good roster. All in all, Jalen Hurts looking to take another step up, who now has A.J. Brown to throw to. Demonte Smith had a very, very good freshman campaign, looking to perform well year two as well. 
Dallas Goddard, Miles Sanders looking to have stronger campaigns here in 2022 than they did in 2021. That offensive line for Philadelphia, I mean, it's still angered by Jason Kelsey. Obviously, uh, Jason Peters isn't there anymore. He just got, didn't he just get signed to the practice squad for some team? I want to say I saw that. He got signed by the practice squad of some team because he did like retire. Oh, yeah, for the Cowboys. Funny. Very, very funny. Um, I don't know if he's on the practice squad or if he's actually on the team, but he's like 40 years old. He is 40 years old, and he'll be 41 come January. I mean, that's a huge loss for the Eagles, but, I mean, the defense, you know, Darius Slay, Fletcher Cox still kind of holding it down for that team, although they are aging stars into their 30s now. I still think the Eagles have what it takes to compete in the NFC East. Again, I could see them win the division. I just think the Cowboys have a little bit more firepower, you know, kind of similar to the Rams and 49ers in the West. I do think the Eagles will be able to muster 9, 10, 11 wins, maybe even 12 to get themselves a wild card spot. And the third wild card spot in the NFC is a, honestly, is a toss up. I, I have no idea. I could go Cardinals here. That seems like a safe pick. I could go Vikings. Saints, kind of a question mark. I don't really know. I don't like the Panthers enough. I don't like the, the Lions or the Bears enough. So I guess I kind of have to go Cardinals. And I do think Kyler Murray will, does have what it takes to get by the first six weeks without DeAndre Hopkins. Again, potential NFC West division winners here with the Cardinals again. I just don't think they have enough to dance with the Rams or even the 49ers for that matter. But I am going to peg the Cardinals here for the wild card three spot. Overall, they still have a good team. Yeah, they don't have Hopkins for the first six weeks, but when he does come back, he'll have fresh legs and he'll be able to really give that team a boost regardless where they are in the standings. Defense did take a hit by losing Chandler Jones, like I already mentioned. So we could look at this Cardinals defense and say that there's a ton of flaws in this team. Won't be able to stop others like the Bucks or the Cowboys or the Rams or the 49ers. But I think all in all, the team is relatively sound, and I think they could squeeze in as the third wildcard spot. You could put the Vikings here. You could put the Saints here. But I think those are the only other two teams that I would probably put in the wildcard three spot if not the Cardinals. And that is going to wrap it up for the NFC, though. The NFC is very, very interesting. It is top-heavy in terms of the best of the best teams in the NFC, unlike the AFC where there's arguably 12 teams that could make the playoffs. And I'll get into that when I talk about the AFC in just a couple seconds. But quickly recapping, the NFC East, I have the Cowboys. The North, I have the Packers. South, I have the Buccaneers, and in the West, I have the Los Angeles Rams, all winning their respective divisions. The wild cards, I have the 49ers, the Eagles, and the Cardinals shaping out the NFC playoff teams. Now for the AFC. Again, there's a good 12 teams that could make the playoffs. And let's start with the AFC East, and I think this is a no-brainer, but I'm going to go the Buffalo Bills. As much as I love the Patriots, and as much as I want them to contend, I just don't see them competing with what we saw last night in Josh Allen. Josh Allen was able to make plays, extend plays, and get positive yards or even first downs where the Patriots just wouldn't be able to stop that. There's no way. We saw it last year. 
Josh Allen was able to run all over New England when the Bills came to Foxborough last year. It was ugly. It was a mess. You lost the game because you couldn't stop Josh Allen like two or three times on one of the Bills' final drives. So the Bills improved immensely. The Patriots did not. Dolphins even improved immensely. The Jets even improved. So there's arguments to be made all around, if not the Bills. But, I mean, every single category, the Bills are better than the Patriots. And that's why I'm just reaching for water. And that's why I'm picking the Buffalo Bills to come out of the AFC East. It doesn't mean the Dolphins or even the Patriots don't get into the wild card spot, which we will talk about in a little bit. That was me shutting my water. But let's talk about the NFC, uh, the AFC. AFC North here, where we have the, the Bengals, we have the Browns, the Steelers, and why well, can't I think of the fourth team? Oh, and the Ravens, duh. And the Baltimore Ravens. Good options here. And there's arguments to be made for the Bengals, of course. There's an argument to be made for the Ravens. Steelers, I see them taking a huge step back just because of their question marks at quarterback. Now, the defense looks like it's going to be good. The offensive line, how good is it going to be? Their weapons, no more juju. So you have Chase Claypool and Deontay Johnson. Najee Harris is going to be now a weapon back there. But it's not going to matter if their quarterback sucks. It really will not matter if their quarterback sucks. Ravens, good team. I mean, Browns, uh, let me just go to the Browns real quick. If they had Deshaun Watson all 17 games, maybe a wild card team. I still don't even think they would win the division. Ravens, if Lamar stays healthy, and that's a huge if, but I think the Bengals are the team to beat, so I'm going to peg them as the AFC North winners here. And I really do believe that the team didn't get worse. If anything, they improved drastically. They improved the offensive line to protect Joe Burrow, which was a clear problem. They got better on defense, and they're bringing back essentially everybody on their offensive unit. Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, Joe Mixon, Samaji P. Ryan, obviously Joe Burrow. I mean, that offense was insanely good last year. And again, the defense had some question marks, and they improved the defense. The offensive line had some big question marks, and they improved it. I don't see many flaws in this team. I really don't. They have a good amount of experience, more experience than the Bills, more experience than the Ravens, more experience than... The Browns and the Steelers, more experienced, you know, than a lot of teams. And I, since they went to the Super Bowl and they were right in it to the end. So that's why I'm picking the Bengals. Could I still see a team like the Steelers or the Ravens make the wild card? Absolutely. And when we get into the wild card and when I start picking and choosing those teams, I'll kind of dive into it a little bit more why I think they're wild card teams or why I don't think they're wild card teams. But let's jump to the AFC South. And this one, I truly believe, is a lot easier of a pick than people are saying. Uh, the Texans are in rebuilding mode. The Jaguars are still in rebuilding mode. Maybe could get five wins this year like the Texans. Titans, huge step back. No more, oh, what's his name? Um, no more A.J. Brown, who I already talked about. He's with the Eagles now. It's Ryan Tannehill's not that good, guys. He's really not that good. He's fun for fantasy because he likes to throw the ball and he can run a little bit for touchdowns. He's not that good. He's really not. Robert Woods, older, but was he going, you know, is he a shell of himself? What is he going to look like? They have Traylon Burks, the young wide receiver. Could he, you know, be an 800 kind of receiving yard kind of guy, 75 balls, 
six touchdowns, seven touchdowns, maybe. But I still think that defense took a huge is taking a huge step back. Derrick Henry will be the leading force for that team in every way, shape, or form. And we saw what happened to the Titans when Derrick Henry went down. They were able to keep the boat afloat, but when it came time for the playoffs, they absolutely crumbled. And I think the Indianapolis Colts are the clear-cut favorites to win the AFC South. You have Matt Ryan, and a competent quarterback now in Indianapolis to throw the ball to Michael Pittman, who can throw the ball around and not make dumb mistakes like we saw out of Carson Wentz last year. You still have the best running back in Jonathan Taylor. You have Shaq Leonard, or previously known as Darius Leonard, who is arguably the best linebacker in the league. Arguably. Top three, if if not. And I just think that secondary with Stephon Gilmore now there and everybody else on that defense, I think that team is a menace to society. And I can seriously see them making some noise come the playoffs, and that's why I'm pegging them to win the AFC South. They should have four easy wins against the te- Texans and the Jaguars. Probably at worst split with the Titans, and that puts them at five and one. And I'm not even looking at their schedule. I just don't feel that confident with Ryan Tannehill. I don't feel that confident with Robert Woods or the offensive line for the Titans where the Colts have an exceptional offensive line. And I think that's going to be a huge difference between the Colts and the Titans. Not saying the Titans can't be a wild card team. I just I just see them taking a huge step back. And if they're remotely in the mix for the division or even a wild card spot, I guarantee you it's because of Derrick Henry. The AFC west you have a loaded division by far or i don't want to say by far but the best division with the chiefs with the chargers with the raiders and the broncos all with competent quarterbacks all arguably top 10 quarterbacks all with really good receivers with mediocre defenses some of them have mediocre defense some of them have really good defenses some of them have good coaching some of them don't There's a lot of different places we could go for this conversation in talking about the AFC West. Some people are still picking the tried-and-true Kansas City Chiefs to win. Some people think there's going to be new blood with the Chargers or the Raiders or even the Broncos winning the division since they all improved. All these teams improved, and it looks like the Chiefs kind of regressed a little bit. I think this division is going to be really fun to watch this year. It could be very, very interesting to watch from different standpoints i've been saying this here at the shop at merv's car town sports shop with tyree kill now in miami did patrick mahomes make tyree kill or did tyree kill make patrick mahomes and i think we're really going to be able to see that aging travis kelsey will patrick mahomes be able to get the best out of juju smith schuster the marquez valdez scantling yeah and obviously their new first round um wide receiver in sky Moore or second round second round wide receiver in Sky Moore. Again, Chiefs do have question marks. Their defense in years past have not been good. They lost Tyron Matthew to the Saints. I think a team like the Chargers who brought in Khalil Mack, who brought in a um who brought in JC Jackson, who has Justin Herbert, who's going to take another step forward, I think have a legitimate shot. The Raiders have a legitimate shot too. Derek Carr and Devontae Adams back together after their days in college. Obviously, they just brought in Chandler Jones on the defensive side of things. The Broncos clearly uh, improved by bringing Randy Gregory and Russell Wilson. You could make a case that all four teams in the AFC West 
make the playoffs. Will they? I, I don't know. But since I'm I'm here right now and I have to pick an AFC West division uh, division winner, I'm going to go cheeky and I'm going to go Chargers. I'm going to go Chargers. I think Justin Herbert is bound to make that next leap. Uh, 5,000 plus yards, 45 touchdowns. I think he can do it. He's got the weapons around him. He's got a mediocre offensive line. And that defense really improved and is arguably a top five defense in the league, which the Chargers haven't had for a long time. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say the Chargers are going to win easily or the Chiefs or the Broncos or the Raiders don't have a chance. If not the Chargers, I do see the, the Chiefs winning the division. And I'm very excited to watch this division. I think it's going to be a bloodbath. I mean, all four teams, again, could get in. All four teams could have 10-plus wins, 11, 12-plus wins. I really do see, you know, this division being a make or break for the conference itself because if all four of those teams play well, then the Chargers, Raiders, Broncos, and Chiefs are all going to make the playoffs, uh, consuming the AFC West division winner and the three wildcard spots, leaving no rooms for other teams like the Patriots, the Dolphins, the Ravens, the Titans, none of those teams. So just to quickly recap, I do have the Chargers winning the West, the Colts, the South, the Bengals, the North, and the Bills in the East. That's a very odd combination there. Never thought I'd see that combination. So the wild card won. Again, there are 12-ish teams that could make the playoffs in the AFC. Obviously, we have the Bills, Bengals, Colts, and Chargers being four of them. I do... I'm not, not, this isn't my who I'm picking to feed the wild card right now. This is just... I'm rattling off 12 teams. I could see the Broncos, the Raiders... The Chiefs, obviously, that's was that seven. The Patriots, the Dolphins, that's nine. The Ravens, the Titans, that's that's eleven. Who is the twelfth team? Why can't I think of them? Um, oh, the Steelers. The Steelers. I do think the Steelers could get in. There's an argument to be made there. Again, I already mentioned their defense is awesome. So, twelve teams could potentially, and I guess the three teams that I have on the outside, or the four teams I have on the outside looking in are the Texans, the Jaguars, the Jets, and the Browns. Again, if Deshaun Watson was playing all 17 games, I would throw him in into that mix. I would. Or them into that mix. And that would make 13 teams in the AFC that could make the wild card. But he's going to be out for the first 11 games, and I that's going to be too tough to come back from if the Browns fall into a deep hole. Wild card one. If they're not winning the division, then they're still getting into the playoffs, and that's the Kansas City Chiefs. Easily could flip-flop the Chiefs and the Chargers here, but I'm going to say they both get in. I'm picking the Chargers to win the West and the Chiefs to win a wild-card spot. Again, team is very good offensively. Defensively, defensively, it's, it's subpar, but I think the coaching staff for the Chiefs, I think Patrick Mahomes is, at, is two wins, an easy two wins. You know, if you're losing or behind and you need, you know, ma magic from one of your players, specifically your quarterback, Mahomes can do that for you, and I think he will. And he'll he'll get the Chiefs a wild card spot. Wild card two. Again, this is where we kind of get murky here. Do I take a team outside of the AFC West, resulting in one of them not making it? Do I take a Patriots here? Do I take a, a Titans Ravens even. I, I It's a lot of question marks, really. A lot of question marks. Ravens don't really have a passing attack. 
good ground game, but J.K. Dobbins probably isn't going to play week one. Patriots, are they going to make the playoffs? Are they really going to make the playoffs? I'm not too sure. I'm not. I, this is tough. I mean, besides those top five teams that I just named, I think those are the top five teams in the AFC. But once you get past those five, where do we go from here? Like, is Russell Wilson enough for the Broncos to make the playoffs? Is that defense going to be good enough to make the playoffs? What about the Raiders, who made the playoffs last year and seemingly only improved? The Patriots made the playoffs last year, and on paper it doesn't look like that they improved, but I'm hearing word that their defense is going to be good, that the offense will be figured out. The Dolphins, they brought in Tyree Kill, big year for Tua. A lot, <laughs> I'm telling you, a lot of storylines in the AFC. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I'm going for a wild card. I'm going to go the Raiders. I really am. They were in the, I know, another AFC West team, right? They were in the playoffs last year. They danced a little bit with the the Cincinnati Bengals. They only got better by bringing in Devontae Adams, which I believe will strongly help Hunter Renfro, which will help Darren Waller. He needs to stay healthy. You brought in Chandler Jones on the defensive side of the ball to be opposite of Max Crosby. Raiders have had a lot of bad bad omens as of late let's just call it with the henry rugs with the um oh who's the defense the cornerback um arnett Dave, davis arnett david arnett i don't know the, the cornerback that they also had a cut they just cut alex leatherwood who was the first round pick last year i think the raiders still have enough what it takes this will be a big make or break year for the raiders um because they have weapons now it's going to be a big make-or-break year for Derek Carr and for Josh McDaniels. You know, Josh McDaniels' second go-around as a coach. Derek Carr, you know, has his favorite weapon from college, has the best weapon in the NFL. They should make the playoffs. And again, you could make the argument that they could make the, they could win the division, 100%. But I think the Chargers is just a little bit better. And that leaves us with one more wild-card team. That leaves us with teams like the Broncos, the Ravens, the Patriots, the Dolphins, the Titans, the Steelers even. I don't really know. I, I It's tough. Where the NFC, I kind of reluctantly picked the Cardinals. But when you're comparing the Cardinals to other teams like the Saints and uh, who was the other team I was on the fence about? I can't think of the other team I was on the fence about. Uh Saints, the Panthers, in the North, the Vikings. Like, I mean, Murray's better than Baker Mayfield. He's better than, um, what's his name, uh, Kirk Cousins. I think the defense is still fairly good, if not better, than those other defenses. The run game, I mean, if McCaffrey stays healthy for the Panthers, obviously there's the edge there. Receiving room all around. I know DeAndre Hopkins is out for six weeks. But you still have Marquise Brown, you still have Zach Ertz, you still have Rondale Moore. I just, 
and then you get DeAndre Hopkins back in week seven, which I think all that combined is better than Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, which is better than Terrace Marshall in Carolina. So that was kind of my logic behind the Cardinals. However, there's so many different logic points you could have for the last wildcard team in the AFC. Broncos, Randy Gregory and Russell Wilson, good wide receiver room. Now they have a legit quarterback. Patriots, Mac Jones ascending uh, second-year quarterback. You brought in Devontae Parker. Your defense is fairly solid. Miami, big year for Tua, new head coach, upgraded offensive line, brought in Tyree Kill. The Ravens, big make-or-break year for Lamar Jackson. Contract year, doesn't seem like he's going to get an extension. Ravens, uh, were they, did they make the playoffs last year? No, they didn't. They didn't make the playoffs last year. But if he was healthy, they probably do make the playoffs. Then you're looking at the Titans, who were the number one seed last year, and people suddenly had them out. They have the best running back in the game. They did bring in Robert Woods, who's pretty good. That offensive line's okay, and the defense is, is meh. But, I mean, can Ryan Tannehill get it done himself, if need be? I already said that Patrick Mahomes is a walking two wins. Ryan Tannehill's not a walking two wins. You got a team like the Steelers, really good defense, Pretty solid receivers. An excellent dual threat running back in Najee Harris. And then you have question question marks at quarterback. You know, Mitch Trubisky starting the season. But will we see Kenny Pickett if he struggles? And if so, what is Kenny Pickett going to do? This is tough. This is tough. And we have a lot. We still have offensive, defensive, rookie of the year, players of the year, MVP. I'm going to pick. Ugh, this is tough, actually. This is tough. I'm going to pick. See, I want to pick this team because I believe in this team. I just don't know how much I believe in this team. I don't know. I don't. Know. I'm. 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 I'm not trying to waste time or anything. I'm just. I'm really stuck on this. I'm really stuck. Comment down below. Comment down below who you think is going to win the division and wild card spots for both the AFC and the NFC. But specifically, let me know who the wildcard teams in the AFC that you guys have pegged. Because outside of the Chiefs and Raiders, i kind of stuck. Not going to lie, I'm kind of stuck. All right, I'm going to pick. I don't want to, but I'm going to pick the Baltimore Ravens. i not a fan. Again, I could see... The Broncos making it. I could see the Patriots making it. I could see the Titans even making it. Those are really the only four teams that I could see kind of uh, being in this last wild card spot. But this is how difficult it is when you have 12 teams that could make the playoffs when there's only seven allowed playoff teams. I'm taking the Ravens because Lamar Jackson's on a contract season. So he's going to want to play all 17 games. He's going to want to throw for 4,000 yards. He's going to want to run for 1,000. He's going to want to pass 35 touchdowns. He's going to want to run 10 touchdowns. Uh, obviously, it's a run-heavy team, and I think they're going to absolutely do that this year once all their running backs are healthy. I think if Rashad Bateman will kind of come out of the woodworks and perform fairly well as the number one, clear-cut number one. Don't forget they still have Mark Jackson. Their offensive line is tailored to protect Lamar Jackson, and in years past, they've done a good, good job at that, with the exception of last year. I still think that defense is pretty, pretty good. They still have Patrick Queen. They got Marlon Humphrey, who hopefully can get back on track and be, you know, that true number one lockdown top three cornerback in the league. 
A lot of question marks for Baltimore, obviously, and they were on the brink last year. I think they could sneak in as the seventh and final playoff team in the AFC. Could they contend in the AFC North? Absolutely for that division with the Bengals. But I don't see them winning the division. But I do see them winning a wild card spot. So the Bills in the East, the Bengals in the North, the Colts in the South, the Chargers in the West, Chiefs as a wild card, Raiders as a wild card, and the Ravens as a wild card team. I think Denver, um, I don't really know how much faith I have in you know, their tight ends or that offensive line. Yeah, Russell Wilson's there, but he's older. He missed some time last year. Absolutely could make this make a spot here. Defense is probably the biggest question mark. I think the teams in the West are just going to beat themselves up. And I kind of see the Broncos as the worst of the bunch. You could make a case that the Broncos slide in and the Raiders fall out. But tick for tack, tooth to nail, I'm picking the Raiders over the Broncos. But that's probably the only way that I see the Broncos getting in is if the Raiders are out. Patriots, probably that 8th or ninth team. Tough schedule. We will see. Hopefully I'm proven wrong about that. But let's dive into Offensive Rookie of the Year, Defensive Rookie of the Year. On the offensive side of things, very, very, it's not going to be a quarterback. I don't see it being a running back either. I see it more being a wide receiver because there's a bunch of good wide receivers that came out of out of the, the 2022 draft class. I'm going to pick Drake London here. Marcus Mariota is going to have to throw the ball. Desmond Ritter's the backup, so if Mariota sucks, you have Ritter who had some success at Cincinnati. They do have Kyle Pitts there. They do have Cordell Patterson both in Atlanta, but I think Drake London is going to really shine as a true number one wide receiver for a team that's going to be passing a lot because they're going to be down a lot in games. And I think that's going to be really beneficial for Kyle Pitts and for Drake London as well. Defensive Rookie of the Year. Oh, boy. I You can go Sauce Gardner, Derek Stingley Jr. Um, i got to look at the draft class because I didn't think it was going to be one of them. Um, NFL Draft. I did have someone in mind, but I don't remember who it was. It wasn't uh, like one of the corners or anything. Oh, Aiden Hutchinson. Duh. You can go Aiden Hutchinson, Kayvon Thibodeau. I think it's going to be very top-heavy there. I, Kyle Hamilton looks nice. And then if you scroll down, you got Quay Walker. Uh, who's the other linebacker? Devin Lloyd, who I really wanted the Patriots to draft, but yeah, didn't. Bleh. So, oh, tough. This is going to be really, really tough here. I'm going to say... I just I don't see it being Sauce Gardner because I just don't see it being a cornerback. Derek Singley, same thing. Um, where is Thibodeau? He's on the Giants. I just don't know how good that Giants team is going to truly be. Jordan Davis, maybe. Maybe Jordan Davis. I wouldn't be surprised there if he's able to catch the dub. Kyle Hamilton in Baltimore is a sneaky pick as well. I'm kind of torn between Hamilton and Hutchinson, but I can go the same route that I go with Thibodeau and the Giants is that Hutchinson's not on the greatest of teams. How is he really going to be able to shine? Um, so I'm going to go Kyle Hamilton here. I think Kyle Hamilton really gives a great secondary presence for the Ravens, hence why I think they'll also be a wild card team. And I think Kyle, the, the versatility of Kyle Hamilton will really help the Ravens secondary or just defense as a whole to be able to shine and do things this year that they weren't able to do last year. 
Offensive Player of the Year. Okay, so Offensive Player of the Year is typically two different players than, you know, the MVP. The MVP and the Offensive Player of the Year are typically aren't the same player. They try to give it to two different players. Offensive Player of the Year. This is, this is cheeky. There's a couple good guys. You can look at Cooper Cup again, Josh Allen, Derek Henry, um, Jonathan Taylor. Oh, this is tough. This is tough. Um, did I only name AFC? No, Cooper Cup. Okay. Uh, Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of good options here. Oh, man. All right. So this is going to be very cheeky. Offensive player of the year, I'm going to go Josh Allen. I'm going to go Josh Allen just because I think he's a stud. He's a dual-threat quarterback. He can throw the ball 1,000 miles an hour, throw 1,000 yards. We saw what he's able to do last night. I don't have him as my MVP because I have someone else as my MVP, and I'll explain that in a second. But I think Josh Allen easily could be MVP, but I'm going to slide him here as Offensive Player of the Year. Defensive Player of the Year. Now, this one, this one's going to be fun. I kind of have, I don't want to say a shot out of left field because he's won Defensive Player of the Year award before, and that's Khalil Mack. I think Khalil Mack will be able to really perform for the Chargers and be that threat opposite of Joey Bosa. And I think we might see the clocks turn back with Khalil Mack just a little bit because he was kind of, I don't want to say he was shadowed in Chicago, but with him going to a inevitable playoff team, a team that has a great defense now, I think people are probably going to want to favor Joey Bosa just because he's younger and allowing Khalil Mack to kind of do Aaron Donald-like things. Of course, you could point to Aaron Donald here, and and he'll absolutely win it, and no one will say a thing. 2022 NFL Deep. Who won it last year? Uh, oh, T.J. Watt. I mean, I could see T.J. Watt winning it as well. I could see Aaron Donald winning it. Could we see a player like Jalen Ramsey win it? Of course. I'm going to go out of left field here. I think Khalil Mack's a sneaky pick. Again, he's won it before. He's won it at two different positions, linebacker and, and edge rusher. I think Khalil Mack's going to give the Chargers another level of intensity on the defensive side of the ball. Like what Von Miller gave the Rams last year when he was traded to Los Angeles, I think we're going to, and in tandem with Aaron Donald, I think we're going to see similar results like Khalil Mack going to the Chargers opposite of Joey Bosa. MVP. Now, this is why I didn't pick Josh Allen. It's because this player got injured last year and was by far on track to win either Offensive Player of the Year or MVP. He was on track for 2,000 rushing yards, and that is Derrick Henry. I do believe Derrick Henry has all the tools in the toolbox to rush for 2,000 yards. I think he has all the tools in the toolbox to win MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, at least one of those awards. But dude finished as running back eight last year, and he played nine games. in Running back eight in fantasy, and he played nine games. So I think with a full healthy season, Derrick Henry is going to be leaned on a lot by the Titans. Again, they don't have A.J. Brown anymore. I think Ryan Tannehill is going to take a huge step back. I don't think Robert Woods and Traylon Burks will get it done offensively. No true tight ends. I think they're going to be leaning on Derrick Henry a lot, and they're going to run a lot with him. Again, we could see 2,000 rushing yards. 
and I think that will kind of lean towards Derrick Henry winning MVP. Again, if not MVP, then at least uh, Offensive Player of the Year. But I'm going to peg him as MVP because I think they're going to use him a lot, a lot, and a lot. Hopefully he stays healthy with all that usage. I did leave a player off here that I could absolutely see, see them winning Offensive Player of the Year or MVP, and that's Justin Herbert. He will play a huge factor in the Chargers making it to the playoffs and winning the AFC West, which I had them pegged to win. However, I think Josh Allen and Justin Herbert throwing the ball are similar players. However, Josh Allen has a second element in terms of running and being aggressive and strong, powerful runner that Herbert does not have. Herbert's more of a pocket quarterback that can scramble and get the first down. Josh Allen is kind of a different breed when he's a runner because he's bigger, stronger, faster, and again, more forceful. So that's why I kind of favor Josh Allen here in the Offensive Player of the Year or even the MVP discussion. But if I had to pick a third guy to win one of those two awards, it will be Justin Herbert. Most surprising player. Now, this is just a kind of a league-wide kind of surprise here. I don't see it being, you know, this isn't a fantasy. I'll get into fantasy in a second. But the most surprising player for me Oh, man, I don't know. I'm going to go. I've been saying this here at the shop because we talk about his sports cards all the time. I'm going to go Kyler Murray. Now, he's already a great player, or good player at least, very good player. He's got the legs. He can throw the ball. But he's going to be without D-Hop for six weeks. He's got a new receiver in Marquise Brown. We'll see how that goes. Cardinals, you know, have playoff expectations after making it last year. They started the season 7-0 and then kind of fell off a little bit. I do see Kyler Murray taking a huge step forward this year, trying to pronounce himself as a top five, if not a top three kind of a quarterback. He just got a new contract, nice, big, healthy contract, and I think he's going to live up to that expectation this year. And a lot of people are kind of just, you know, eh, he's a top 10 back-end kind of guy. He doesn't. He's not going to be able to get it done. Da 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 da. I think Kyler Murray's good. I think he'll be able to get it done. For all those reasons, he's going to be a surprise for me. I could see him throwing 4,300 yards, 30-ish touchdowns, rushing for five, six, seven, and I think that's going to, and obviously make the playoffs and argue, arguably make the, the the playoffs as either a wild card team or maybe even a division team. And I just think for that alone, Kyler Murray is going to be a surprise this year. If he had DeAndre Hopkins for the first six weeks and essentially all 17 games of the season, I probably wouldn't put him here. But where people are kind of down on him for various reasons that I've already mentioned, I will put him as a surprise or the most surprising player. I don't know about most, but he'll be a surprising player. Most disappointing player. I think last year I had Lamar Jackson and Trevor Lawrence here, I think. Or I had them under bust. Uh, I don't remember. And I, I was kind of wrong on that. I'll admit. I mean, Trevor Lawrence, I wasn't really wrong on. Most disappointing player. <sighs> I'm going to go. This is a cheeky one here. This is a cheeky, cheeky one. Tyreek Hill. And you could point to Tua being his quarterback now. And the arm strength's not there to get the ball downfield. But then can we point to... Tyreek Hill being a product of Patrick Mahomes and Mahomes making Tyreek Hill, if that's going to be our excuses on why Tyreek Hill isn't good. I've said this time and time again. 
Tyreek Hill was a all-pro special teamer, and then Mahomes took over, and then he became an all-pro wide receiver. Patrick Mahomes is a good pocket quarterback, a great pocket quarterback. And you can hear my stomach rumbling. He's a great pocket quarterback. But pretty much as a quarterback, you have to be able to roll out of the pocket and scramble to extend plays. And Mahomes does that very well, arguably the best in the league for someone that doesn't take off right away, like a Lamar Jackson, like a Kyler Murray, or even a Josh Allen. Patrick Mahomes will dance around in the backfield, shifting left and right, juke and spinning, half spins, all that good stuff to eventually throw the ball. Other quarterbacks just like to kind of roll out of the pocket, take a quick look downfield, and then take off. So while Patrick Mahomes is dancing around in the backfield trying to find an open receiver, Tyreek Hill, all the credit to him, has that blazing fast speed that most corners or secondary players or just defense in general can't keep up with. So when your quarterback like Patrick Mahomes is scrambling for six, seven, eight, nine seconds, it's going to be fairly easy for any guy with blazing fast speed like Tyreek Hill to separate himself from the defense to marginally get open for Patrick Mahomes to lay a dime. So that's why I always go off of the premise that going into this year, we will see that either Mahomes made Tyreek Hill or Tyreek Hill made Mahomes because we're going to see, you know, Patrick Mahomes will still have Travis Kelsey, but we're going to see him with other wide receivers as well. Someone that doesn't have that blazing fast speed who can create separation downfield for him to just kind of chuck the ball to. And we're going to see what Tyreek Hill can do without a quarterback that can scramble and dance around in the backfield and throw a no-look ball 50 yards downfield after you created separation from slower defense. So I think with Tua being nowhere close to Patrick Mahomes, who, who Tua has a big season ahead of himself, in all due respect, he's not Patrick Mahomes. He doesn't have the arm strength. He doesn't have the scrambling mobility. He has mobility. But he's more of a I'll take off kind of a guy. And I think Tyreek Hill is really going to suffer from having Tua and not Patrick Mahomes. I think Tyreek Hill will still be a good receiver, but he's not going to be great. And I think people expect him to be great. The scheme changing wide receiver for the Dolphins and for Tua. But I just do not see that happening. I see a Jalen Waddle having more success because he's more of that slot underneath kind of a guy. Give me the ball in open space. I'll make plays. Tyreek Hill is a run a seam route, throw the ball downfield, or I'm going to run from the left side, run across to the right side. You give me the ball on the right hash mark, so I'm just kind of running in, kind of like a post route. So I could be completely wrong on this, but again, we're doing predictions. We're having fun here. That is my prediction. Best fantasy player. Could look at many different ways here. You could look at Jonathan Taylor. You could look at... Um, Cooper Cup, Derrick Henry, McCaffrey, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson. I want to go outside the box here, but I think I shouldn't. You could point to Derrick Henry. You could point to Jonathan Taylor. Honestly, with all the usage he's going to get that I'm predicting him to get, I'm going to go Derrick Henry here. If I have him winning MVP, he has to put up insane 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 numbers and i think he will and i think that will result in winning in best fantasy player cooper cup is right behind him at number two right behind him at number two but i'm gonna go derrick henry here because i think he's going to run for 2,000 yards he's gonna rush for like 18 touchdowns and that is going to be a superb fantasy 
performance. Bust fantasy player. This is a player that who is expected to do good and ultimately doesn't. You could look at like a Aaron Jones. You could look at a Saquon Barkley. I want to take a gamble here because I'm a gambling man. Uh, you know what? Do I want to go with that player anymore? Uh, yeah, kind of. I'm going to go James Conner here. I don't think James Conner will be able to kind of have the season he had last year. He was very touchdown dependent last year. I think the step back in James Conner's game will kind of help Kyler Murray thrive because he won't be able to lean on the run game close to the goal line. He might have to do it himself or try to find an A.J. Green or Zach Ertz for touchdowns. James Conner was very touchdown dependent last year. And, you know, what do you have, like, 16 touchdowns last year he's being drafted very high for obvious reasons kyler murray not expected to do very well deandre hopkins being out six weeks but i do think james connor will have a huge set uh, step back will he be good yes will he be a running back two or a flex of course i just don't see him being the running back one that some people predict him to be and that's resulting in me sla- slapping him as a bust fantasy player now the super bowl this is fun every year. Who's going to win the Super Bowl? And there's a ton of different options you could put. There's tons of different combinations of AFC and NFC teams that you could accumulate to win the Super Bowl. Uh, tons of good teams in the AFC. I've already kind of mentioned that. You could go... I mean, I think the obvious teams that people are predicting are the Bills, the Chiefs, the Chargers, the Bengals. I do think one of those teams will come out of the AFC. And I ugh, I think it's going to be the Bills. I really do. I think they're so battle-tested. They're so heartbroken. They've improved in every category this year. Josh Allen looks like a freak of nature. That defense is scary. They just played arguably the best team in the uh, in the NFL and blew them out. Again, you know, it's game one. It's week one. You know, a lot of things to kind of, you know, fix. But a lot of people have the Rams winning the division. A lot of t- people have the Rams in the Super Bowl winning the Super Bowl again. And the Bills just kind of dismantled them in almost every aspect so i'd be remissive to say that the bills aren't you know ready to rock and roll i mean they arguably could have beat the chiefs last year in the divisional round but josh allen didn't get to touch the ball oh why are all the chiefs fans saying that when tom brady and the patriots beat the chiefs in arrowhead in the afc title game because patrick Mahomes didn't get the possession and he didn't get to touch the ball in overtime where were those fans nowhere chiefs fans please take a seat in the overtime rule conversation but i do have the bills i could also see the Bengals. i could see the Chargers and the chiefs like i already mentioned coming out i think the chargers will get close divisional maybe even maybe even the title game but I think next year is their year to make the Super Bowl, if not maybe even win it. Will I be surprised if they're able to kind of go on that Cinderella story this year, like the Bengals last year? Not at all, but I just think the Bills are an absolute wagon. The NFC, again, the NFC I truly believe is top-heavy between the Bucks, the Rams. I, I mean, that's kind of it, really. I mean, the Packers in years past, they still have Aaron Rodgers, so you have to take them somewhat seriously. Cowboys look fairly good. I think it's going to be the Bucks. I really do. I think the Bucks will be the team that comes out of the NFC. I think the Bucks are the best team in the NFC itself. 
could you obviously you know obviously could you compare them to the Rams and you know have a lot of things favor the Rams side of course but I just think the Bucks will be able to be they're battle tested like the Rams are they have a good roster like the Rams do but I think the biggest difference is is Tom Brady he's come he's come out of retirement not just to lose I think he's determined to win and I think you know he's going to rally that team to get to the Super Bowl against the Bills and now I have the Bills versus the Bucks. Bills versus Tom Brady, uh, who Brady dismantled for years and years and years. But will the Bucks be able to beat the Bills? Well, yeah. Will the Bucks be able to beat the Bills? Will the Bills be able to beat the Bucks? Well, I'm going to pick the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I just don't see Tom Brady coming out of retirement to not win Super Bowl. Could I easily see the Bills winning the Super Bowl? Yes, of course. But I just think Tom Brady has gone up against good defenses before. He, he's beaten them. I think the Bills' defense will slow down a little bit come, you know, the end of the season. What is Josh Allen going to look like? What is, you know, both teams are going to be different. I think, you know, the defense of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is very good itself to be able to slow down everybody else around Josh Allen besides maybe Josh Allen. I think it, it would be a great game. I won't be surprised if the Bills beat the Bucks, but I think that difference is that Josh Allen has not been to the Super Bowl. Brady has before. The Bucks have, and I think that's going to kind of play a small edge when both of these teams are so similarly com- similarly comparable in a lot of different uh, facets of football, roster building, who's good, whatever. So I'm going to favor the Buccaneers here. But that's going to be my prediction for the 2022 NFL season. I already ran over the NFC and AFC division and wildcard teams a few times already. Offensive Rookie of the Year is Drake London. Defensive Rookie of the Year is Kyle Hamilton. Offensive Player of the Year is Josh Allen. Defensive Player of the Year is Khalil Mack. MVP is Derrick Henry. Most Surprising Player is Kyler Murray. Most Disappointing Player is Tyreek Hill. Best Fantasy Player will be Derrick Henry. The Bust Fantasy Player will be James Conner. Super Bowl will be between the Bills and the Buccaneers, and I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers winning that. Was it Super Bowl 57? Are we on now? Super Bowl, I think it is 57 now. Yep, 57. Okay, just wanted to double check and make sure you know all that is correct. But it is very exciting. It is very, very exciting. I didn't get to talk anything about the Patriots this week. I'll quickly rattle off a couple things that I'm looking forward to. Is Mac Jones uh, taking a huge step in here too? What will the offensive line look like? And will they be able to... Uh, what will the receivers look like? So basically all everything I'm looking for is on offense. I think the defense will figure itself out. I feel very confident with the defense as it is, at least against Miami week one. But the offense has had question marks all offseason, all preseason, and going into the season as well. So I want to see how the offense looks when it comes to real games, real reps against real opponents. Well, not that preseason wasn't, but you get into the Dolphins starters all four quarters and not just, you know, a quarter or half or whatever it may be. So that's what I'm looking for. Mac Jones taking a huge step in year two. Looking to see what the receivers look like and what they're able to do against the Dolphins' defense. And, of course, what is the offensive line going to look like as there's been question marks around that as well. I'll talk more about uh, the Patriots and the Dolphins game one on Friday for episode number 159. And I'll also, I promise, I will dive into their preview against, are they playing the Steelers week two, right? Patriots, 
uh, schedule. I believe they're playing the Steelers. Yeah, they're playing Steelers in Pittsburgh on the 18th week too. So that'll be something fun to to watch and uh, to react and to predict. And then you obviously, you know, next week, the week after. You know what I'm saying, right? <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say. But yes, guys, thank you so much for joining me for episode number 158 of Murph's Boston Sports Talk. I greatly appreciate you guys downloading, listening, and enjoying if you're listening on audio-only platforms. I really appreciate the love and support. If you listen to this on YouTube, thank you so much for clicking on the video. Please make sure you smash the thumbs up button. Comment any questions, comments, concerns, anything you have down below in the comments as I can't wait to read and reply to all comments. And please, 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 if you're new to the channel or haven't considered subscribing, please hit that giant red subscribe button as I'll greatly appreciate the love and support you can find Murph's Boston Sports Talk on all audio platforms like Apple Spotify Google Amazon Music Stitcher YouTube anywhere you can listen to podcasts you can find Murph's Boston Sports Talk please reach out to me via social media Twitter Instagram Facebook at Murph's Card Town if you want to have a conversation there as well as I'd love to chat about anything we talked about today but let me know how do you feel about my predictions are they accurate? Are they out of left field? Are they completely stupid and bizarre? Let me know as I can't wait to have a conversation with you guys. But that will do it for today's episode. Have a fantastic weekend. Enjoy college football this weekend, specifically on Saturday. Enjoy week one of the NFL regular season as that kicks off on Sunday. And I will catch you guys for Friday's episode, episode number 159. But between now and then, you guys know that I love you, and I will always, always see you.